Yo, 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 hey, 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 we are back with another episode of Dialogue Heavy with your truly Michael Anthony McMillan. What's up, guys? I'm excited. Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you are. Thank you for listening. So, we are back with another couple of chapters in our saga of God Bless the Girls. If you guys haven't heard in the last couple episodes, it's been crazy. Um, Sarah was approached by the girls the morning after um, she was outed by Boston. Boston had told the girls that Sarah had been receiving letters from Gore from jail. And although Sarah thought it was more uh, Boston's fault, and it was, um, you know, you already know what happened there. Um, So the girls are coming to tell uh sarah that they kind of forgive her for what had happened to her after reading the letters and um sarah had been on the phone all night trying to talk a big uh mark off the ledge and um thinking that their relationship was over and she was on her way home um she was trying to get home and so she had to explain to Susie and Tara and Terry, excuse me, Terry of everything that had been going on. And they kind of figured out over this time that Boston had this planned or maybe Boston and Terry and Jerry Jr. per se had this plan because uh, it was more premeditated because Boston was gone. Sarah didn't know. The girls knew that uh, Boston had already left before Sarah. So that's how they came to the conclusion that it was probably all pre-planned. Um, so Sarah leaves. Um, and uh, in the last couple of chapters, it talked about her flight and everything. And when she finally touches down in Texas... Um, she had all these missed calls and voicemails from everybody, even Terry and Susie and um, and Mark. So she just called Mark as soon as she got off the plane. And who answers the phone? None other than Mr. Gore, Jerry Jacobson Jr. And he tells her, subsequently tells her that he's at her house and um, Mark is there and to bring her ass home. And um, in quick fashion and don't tell any cops or blah, 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 because he is um, tracking her phone. And if she doesn't um, do what he's told, he is going to kill Mark and um, and be still out there somewhere in the dark waiting for her. So she does what she's told. She gets a lift. She goes home. She's greeted by um, Boston and uh, eventually Jerry and um, Jerry chains her to the dining room table and and brings her breakfast of all things and when that happens uh, she's kind of flipping out but uh, what it is is that um, Mark and her mother bring up uh, the breakfast as like you know his little servants or whatever and you can see Mark's face half burnt off and she gets to see everything in the actual flesh and gets to see Mark's flesh hanging off of his head basically so she's flipping out and um her mother is you know beaten to a pulp as well and it's just uh 
everything is in in disarray. So that's kind of where we left it. But before that ending, Jerry tells her that, you know, he's come up with a solution to them being able to live a life with each other. Yeah, he's completely crazy. Uh, a life with each other where um, where they can live free of resentments and all of past um, pains. So what he was going to do is he was going to have Sarah witness the execution of her own family, just like how he had to do it. So that's where we're going to start off. We got a couple chapters today, 51, 2, and 3 of God Bless the Girls, and we're just going to get into it. So as you know, everything that's written, recited, recorded on the Dialogue Heavy podcast has all been by yours truly, Michael Anthony McMillan. So without further ado, I bring to you chapters 51, 52, and 53 God Bless the Girls. Here we go. I hadn't even thought about it. I just reacted. I grabbed my fork and lunged at Jerry with all the force I could muster. I stabbed him in the chest, but instead of it sinking into him, the fork snapped in half. I looked at it in amazement. Plastic, Jerry said. I ran towards the basement door, flipping over the table and all its contents on my way, but soon my face hit the floor after I tripped on the legs of the chair I was shackled to. I could taste the metallicness of my own blood pass through my teeth and tongue. When I looked up at my ceiling, both Boston and Jerry slowly came into my view. Sarah, Jerry shook his head. And here I thought we would enjoy a nice meal and catch up on a life before we killed your family, but you had to go and ruin it. You had to ruin everything that Boston worked so hard to create for us. Jerry gestured over to Boston to pick me up. I guess nothing ever really goes exactly as planned, does it? But that's fine. I guess we'll have to do it now. Whoa, excuse me, guys. But that's fine. I guess we'll have to do it now. On a positive note, we'll have a bit more time for cleanup. Boston, take her downstairs. I'll grab the rest of the tools. When Jerry was out of sight, Boston yanked me to my feet and sat me down in a chair and unshackled me. If you kick me, I swear I'll do worse to you than what Jerry and I are gonna do to your family. That infuriated me. Oh yeah, I said, but we all know that won't do because Jerry loves me, not you. That pissed Boston off. Both of us stood at the same time and and sized each other up. At that point, I felt like my life was over either way, so I figured I might as well give them hell while I was still here. Boston smirked and squeezed my arm as hard as she could, walking me down the stairs into my basement. Oh, but see, that's where you're wrong. I have plans even Jerry doesn't know about. You'll be out of the picture soon. As I walked down the stairs of my basement, I saw my mother in one corner sitting next to my washer. Mark was sitting by the water heater with his hands chained behind his back, and my dad was laying on the floor with blood coming out of his mouth and what looked like a bullet wound on his shirt. Dad! I yelled and jumped up and down. Oh, shut up, Boston said as she cuffed my hands to a pole adjacent to my basement window. He's still alive, for now. Bitch! I yelled and spit blood in Boston's face. Boston was so fed up 
that she punched me in the eye with her fist that was that would punch me in the eye with her fist that was chain link wrapped and that was the last thing I saw chapter 52 when my eyes opened when my eyes opened it was so bright that I shadowed them with my hands babe Mark said wake up it's time to go I looked up and Mark was standing over me in our bed, smiling. No bloody clothes, no burnt face, and he had a full head of hair. Something deep down inside told me not to believe what I was seeing, but I couldn't help it. Where's Jerry? I said. Jerry who? Mark smiled as if he had a secret that no one knew about, and it calmed me, kind of. Since the day I met Mark, I loved his smile. Even when we were just friends and I had no desire to be with him. His deep dimples and cleft chin that would rival Superman's drove me wild. And his teeth, although his front left tooth stood a little in front of the others, were pearly white. And he always did this little thing where he tilted his head slightly to the right. And when that happened, you couldn't tell the difference between him or any of the highly prized models in your favorite fashion magazine. I smiled back and didn't even care to get a logical answer to my question. Today's a big day, honey, he said. What do you mean, I said. Mark rolled his eyes and kissed me. I melted for his kisses. The warmth of the blankets and the morning sun made me forget all of my worries. We've been planning this for months, baby. Today we leave Texas forever. What about your family, I said. Mark backed away from me. Don't you remember anything? They're coming with me. All of them? Every last one of them. And your family's coming too, he said. I sat up confused. Wait, with you? Where? Shh. Mark put his finger to my lips. Everything is going to be fine, honey. Everything is all arranged for us. You don't have to worry about us anymore. For you? anymore. Wait, Mark. Right then, Mark stood upright. And although he wasn't walking away, the room had started to separate, separate from me. Where are you going? Nowhere, baby. Mark! I screamed and tore the covers off and ran towards him as fast as I could. Don't go! No matter how fast I ran, he got further and further away from me. Mark! What am I going to do? Mark was so far away that I can only see his silhouette, but I can hear him clearly. Just thank them. That phrase stopped me in my tracks. Them? Who? Them, Mark said. And God bless them too. God bless the girls. And when he was gone, everything went black again. Chapter 53. I woke up to a scream and a thud of my body hitting the floor. For a second, I forgot exactly where I was until I, for a second, I forgot exactly where I was. That wasn't, sorry guys. For a second, I forgot exactly where I was until the thumping migraine and radiating pain of a broken orbital bone returned to remind me. What did I tell you, huh? Jerry asked as he stood over Boston who was in the fetal position. Jerry was holding my fire poker in one hand and an electric torch in the other. I said 
you could do whatever you wanted to them. But you never, he kicked Boston in the stomach, ever, he slammed the side of the fire poker into Boston's rib. Touch her again! Boston rolled over in pain with veins protruding from her forehead and blood oozing onto my floor. And if I had a hundred years to think about it, I still wouldn't be able to tell you why I felt sorry for her in that moment. Jerry wiped the sweat off of his face and took a deep breath and looked at me with concern. Honey, are you okay? Jerry found a dirty t-shirt out of my laundry basket and tried to wipe my face, but I turned away. Honey, don't be that way. I'm only trying to help. I looked him square in his eyes. Let them go, I said. He smiled. Why would I do that? You want me, right? I said. Fine, I'll go with you. Just don't let them die. You know our agreement, honey. I never agreed to shit, I said. True, but one sin has to pay for another. What about your sins, Jerry? Jerry looked up from my wounds into my eyes. What about my sins? Jerry backed up into the middle of the basement. My whole life. Uh, Jerry backed up into the middle of the basement. My whole life I've been paying for the sins of my parents. I was three the first time my mother molested me. She staged it like we were playing house, but kids don't play house like that. Everyone in the basement looked at Jerry now. My dad decided to join in when I was five. Then after that, they used me as their plaything. They forced me to help them as they did it to others. Victim after victim, lies to cover up deeper and darker lies, living a life in secret. Jerry looked up at me with tears in his eyes. That was until you, Sarah. He was nuts. Or at least he had a reason to be, initially. And I would be lying if I said there wasn't an element of sincerity in his eyes. But all I knew at that moment was that I just needed him to stay talking and focus directly on me because behind him, through the basement window that led to my backyard were Terry and Susie wandering, wandering around looking for the entrance to my house that I instructed them to use before I left Denver. And boom! It's another episode of God Bless the Girls for you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening again. It's getting crazy, right? I bet you didn't think you were going to hear from uh, Terry and Susie again. But evidently Sarah had some plans and uh, it'll unfold in the next episode. Uh, Jerry, it seems as though he is thought of everything but Sarah is uh trying to find a way they have they have throughout this whole series been playing a mental chess match with each other so um yeah that's it that's all for this episode uh, I'm not gonna stay in you guys is here today um I thank you and I love you for for listening to this and I appreciate you man the reason why they're I don't know if you guys saw that that um episode eight was redone because it's at the top of my of my list as far as um, episodes. It doesn't go in chronological order anymore because I, I realized that chapter episode eight was basically episode nine played twice. Um, so whatever, but that's neither here nor there. 
um, we, we got it back right. So for all of you guys listening, that was the reason why that happened. But in the grand scheme of things, you won't even know about that. Um, yeah, so that's it. You guys know how to get a hold of me at Michael DeGrio on Instagram. And my email is mizak199 at gmail.com. That's M-Z-Z-A-C-K-199 at gmail.com. And um, I appreciate you, man. So we got another one in the books, guys. We're heading towards a, a crazy, destructive ending. And um, I'm hoping that you're, you're, you know, sitting back and enjoying this thing and um, seeing how far we've came. I've been listening to the series all over again from the beginning. And it's nuts from where Sarah, Mark and the rest of these guys and the rest of the girls have came all the way to now. So, yeah, thanks again for listening. I really, really appreciate you. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Hopefully next week we'll, we'll we'll keep it going week to week and stuff like that until we get to the end. And then we'll go from there and start a new story. So that's it. I'll talk to you guys later. Take it easy. Appreciate you. Have a good weekend. I'm out of here. Peace.